Peace, family, and thank you for tuning in to Understanding the Nursing Game podcast. Many people are looking for financial help while in college. I would love to present the Thelma Lee McKenzie Nursing Scholarship. It was designed for nursing students at the University of South Alabama. You must have a 3.0 GPA and have graduated from a high school within Washington or Clark County in the state of Alabama. If anybody have any more questions about this scholarship, please call Rebecca Baker at 251-341-3721. We back again, baby. Another episode, Understanding the Nursing Game. Uh, it's going to be me by myself this time. Miss Shawana, she's doing her own thing right now. But we'll have her back on here shortly. Also, uh, to all our fans, I actually went online today and saw we we are streaming on seven different countries now. I, I would have never thought that. My country behind in seven different countries. We are we actually in, in, in a lot of big markets. I, I, I wouldn't have thought that. But uh, yes, I want to tell everybody to tune in and, and take time out of their business schedule. Thank you in advance. Um, this has been uh, quite a journey. Hey, I'm actually getting better, y'all. Uh, I actually got a real mic now. So, hey, y'all might be able to hear me a little clearer now. You might understand me. You can take the caption off, the closed caption. You can take that off now. I got a real mic now. So, we're going to go ahead and head up and start up the um, quote of the day. If you always trying to be normal, you will never know how amazing you can be. Ooh, that's a good one. That's that a good one. Pretty. That was good. Hey, hey, that was a good one. Hey, and guess what? Michael Mess ain't say that one. Maya Angelo said that one. That was a good one. Man. Yeah. Hey, everybody be trying to fit in. Why try to fit in when God only made one of you? Be yourself. You are at it. You are more than enough. You are more than enough. So hey. Somebody was feeling down, and now they they gonna they gonna hear this, and they gonna say, you know what, he is right. So hey, I just want to say, uh, with that being said, I want to go ahead and introduce Miss uh, Lydia Barnes. So yes, uh, we got Miss uh, Lydia Barnes here with me today. This young lady, we uh, used to work together a long time ago, 2016, I think that's the late, what 2016, 2017. Something like that, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Long time ago. So uh, I'm I'm happy to. Uh, have our own scene like since I started the uh well Shawana and I started the podcast she's been one of the uh faithful few that uh tunes in and give me uh feedback so um I, I'm happy to have our own how you doing today Miss Lily tired but you know what we're gonna make it we're gonna make it <laughs> okay <laughs> hey well, why are you tired well you know I just drove in early this morning actually about 12 hours um, from home, and uh, you know where home is, Alabama, sweet home, Alabama. That's right. That's right. Uh, go ahead and tell everybody what uh, what part of Alabama you from. Well, I'm I'm from Washington County, or right at the Washington Mobile County line. Uh, most people know it as Calvert. Uh, however, I'm from an even smaller community called Paul Bayou. Paul Bayou. Yeah, but from, I'm from Paul Bayou, Red Dirt Road, still, um, you know, other way to get in. One way in, one way out. <laughs> okay, okay then. Um, we're gonna start it off. Uh, what what got you into nursing? Let's go down this field. Well, yeah, uh, and, and don't don't give me the short version. Give me the long version. Okay, well, the long version is um, I thought I wanted to be a nurse when I was in high school, and then I went to this program at um, Bishop State, SC Bishop State that um, introduced students to other careers in healthcare. And so then I, I thought I wanted to be an occupational therapist. However, there were no schools for occupational therapy close by. And um, when I graduated or got ready to graduate from high school, I wanted to go to UAB. I think that's where one of the occupational therapy schools was at UAB and the other one was at Tuskegee. And um, my daddy told me, you know, UAB, your butt right to Bishop State. So, 
instead of going to school, I got married. And then, yeah, yeah. First, I enlisted into the Air Force, and then he didn't want me to go. And I, the only way I couldn't go is, you know, get pregnant. And yeah, did that and got married. And then when I started college, I started taking some prerequisite courses at Bishop State. Really didn't want to do nursing. Went away, moved away to another state, and then uh, got pregnant. Went back home. Was in a pharmacy tech program at Caps College. That's what it was then. I think it after Caps it went to be Fortis or something. And while I was in that pharmacy tech program, I was pregnant. Went into labor early, and the teacher says, "I'm, I'm you know, I'm watching you. I think you should be a nurse. You know, you 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 seem to be um, really smart, and you said it right before the 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 test, and you passed it with flying colors. Actually, I made all A's, and I was like, I don't be no nurse. So then after I had my second child, I um, took the, the entrance exam for nursing. I passed it, got accepted into the nursing program at B. And I said, well, I'm just going to go until I flunk out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> two, <laughs> two nursing degrees later. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm a wee wang. I'm going to try to unpack all of that that you told me. <laughs> now, uh-huh. you said you got pregnant. After you um did you was told not to go into the military. Is that is is that correct? That yeah, how that yeah. Went? yeah okay. that was my that was my boyfriend at the time. He didn't want me to go. So I was like the only way I couldn't go is is if I got pregnant. So you told him you, you Oh yeah, he he it was it was known that I had enlisted to go into the Air Force. I had a date to leave and everything. April first, nineteen ninety one was when I was supposed to leave. That was my date. To leave. Oh, you were supposed to leave on April Fool's Day. On April first, nineteen ninety one. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Oh, so so what you're saying is he he uh tried to get you pregnant so you could stay around. No, nah, nah, I got pregnant. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I ended up having my oldest on August fourth of nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Oh, so you just you just fertile around that time then? That would just oh say- yeah yeah. Okay yeah. then. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, I come from uh, a very large family, and we are some very fertile beings in my family. My um, my pa- <laughs> my mom had eleven of us, and mm-hmm. my grandmother had twenty one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, hey, now I went to a uh, Remington College. How about that? Right across. Okay. The- yeah. Yeah. Right across okay. the street. Yeah. A lot of people didn't know, but I, I went to a pharmacy tech uh, program. Tell us about your experience at CAPS. I, I want to know about that. Well, you know, um, it was, I guess I was smarter than what I I thought that I was. And, um, you know, pharmacy tech was going to be my way into health care because, like I said, I didn't really want to be a nurse. I, I have an older sister who's a nurse. And um, I was like, one nurse in the family is enough. And I thought that, you know, going through the pharmacy tech program, would you know would would be my way into healthcare would be a job that I could provide for my my children you know here I am pregnant going you know about to have my second child at that point in time and um but like I said I went into labor early I had to stop going to school and stop going to work and but at CAP I had some pretty interesting instructors but the one that I remember Miss um Miss, I think it was Debbie, but I think her real name was Deborah, but um, Debbie Buck. She was an RN and she taught the pharmacology um, course and she said she was watching me. You know, she really felt like I would be a great nurse. And I'm like, um, I don't want to be a nurse. I really didn't want to be a nurse. I didn't, I just didn't want to. You know, I didn't want to do what everybody else thought in me to do. I was not trying to be normal. That's why your quote was just for me. Because, you know, <laughs> I've not been ever normal, never really fit in, not even in my own family. But yeah, but that was that was an interesting adventure at CAP because, you know, it's not a, like a traditional um, junior college or a traditional um, university. It is a career school. So they're, they focus on the career itself and they teach you what you need to know for the career without all the, the extra, you know. I got you. Yeah, they went out of business. I don't know how many years ago, but, you know, I'm talking, my daughter is 23 now, so I'm talking, you know, 23, 24 years ago when I was at CAP. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, then. Well, uh, 
what nursing school did you go to? I did get my associate's degree at Bishop State. Right. And, and I moved away after I became a nurse. Um, I had been a nurse for about four years, and I moved to Texas. And then I came back to Alabama in um, 2012, and I had the hardest time actually getting a job at home because, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, nobody knew me, even though I'm from there. You, you know how it is. You got to know somebody to, in, in order to get in. I've heard you tell your story. I was there with you, you know, kind of during that time. But you, because as a matter of fact, that same place where you and I went together, um, I had interviewed there when I first got back in 2012. And I told the manager at that time that you and I were there together. My friend Melissa had told me to apply. And you know the age difference and the ethnic difference between Melissa and myself and yourself. So when I told Melissa about that, she was like, what, did she think I didn't have any black friends? Oh, it came out my eye. Oh. oh. And, and I told her, I said, and then the, the thing about it is when people see my name, it's, it's not a classic black name. You know, they can't really figure out what Lydia is. So, yeah. And I didn't get the job that that time. So I ended up interviewing for L&D at another facility and another facility and another facility. Um, but I decided to go back and get my bachelor's degree. And I obtained that from the University of Mobile. Okay. In 2000, um, 2015. Yes. I got okay. my bachelor's. What experience did you have in Texas? Uh, what setting did you work in Texas? To where when you try to move to a more conservative environment and mobile, uh, you wasn't able to get into. What 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 setting was that? Labor seven years here in Texas. I had say, one. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say it again for me. I, I didn't hear it correctly. Labor and delivery. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, I was a labor and delivery nurse and a supervisor. And I taught childbirth education as well as um, a breastfeeding or lactation kind of, I wasn't a lactation specialist, but, you know, we help patients lactation. And I'm trying to think what was the other thing that I taught? Um, infants. Um, and I was at the time NRP certified. I had my ACLS, my BLS, which, you know, we have to have BLS, my ACLS, my BLS. Um, I had PACU experience because I worked at a, a day surgery hospital at the same time I was working L&D out here then. Um, I had pre-op um, and PACU experience. And, um, oh, there's also a thing in labor and delivery. I don't know if it's still active or if they've changed the um, acronym, but also, which is advanced life support in obstetrics. I was that then back there back you know back during that time so when I went back home to Alabama to get a job I was a little bit I think my my presence I was in um in, intimidated several of the you know interviewers yeah the one interview I actually had was about an hour and a half yes I mean we talked about everything and OB and and then my experiences and my life and she said to me, wow, you know, I wish I could hire you, but I already have somebody for the position. But, you know, we have to go through the motions of interviewing people. And she said, but I'm going to recommend you for a position. And I ended up working over in Baldwin County at a little small hospital over there in Damon my first uh, nursing job back. But it took me three months to get that position when okay, I came well, home. At least she... Uh... She she spoke up for you to get that mm -hmm. job. You know, sometimes our loss, well, any loss is never a real loss if you learn something from it. So yeah, oh yeah, you know, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's it, at least she did speak up for you. Most times you get nothing. Yeah, and and I had several like that one interview where you know my friend told me to apply for the position where you and I were both employed at the same time um, at that facility, and I called back. Uh, to HR about the uh, the drug testing, you know, because I was, you know, kind of assured that HR would be calling me to set up an appointment for the drug testing, what have you. So when I called them and they said, 
well, um, I'm sorry, ma'am. Um, your application hasn't been pulled for an interview yet. And um, I had to tell them, um, I had an interview on such and such a date at this time with the nurse manager. And they were in shock because they said my, my application was still sitting over there in processing. I was confused. And then when I called that manager back, because, you know, I learned through experience to always send a thank you to the person who interviewed you. Ooh, that's a good one right now. Somebody dropped yes, a bomb right there. Boom. Yes. So I did learn that. I didn't get a position at that time. So then when I went to University of Mobile for my bachelor's degree, I ended up being in the program with this same set manager. And yes, yes. And when I applied again for a position, she remembered me from being in class with me. And, you know, I had interviewed for the assistant nurse manager position. But, they, of course, they already had somebody, you know, suited for the position. But they offered me a position as a staff nurse. And at that point in time, I just wanted to work. I mean, you know, I the thing about coming from Alabama and, you know, and I, that's why I say I, I love how you are just your natural self. The way I speak, do I sound like you all the time? Yeah. Okay. So when even when I was at home growing up, I did not sound like my siblings. Mm -hmm. You know, I have six sisters. Those sisters tell me all the time that I'm, uh, yeah. And um, when I interview, the way I speak sometimes, it confuses people as to uh, <laughs> where I actually grew up and, you know, how I actually grew up. And, yeah, even my daddy used to tell me that he didn't know where I came from. <laughs> He couldn't yeah. quite understand it. No, he couldn't. He said the way, the, the, the way you work with words, he said, I don't know where you came from. Where we got you from. Yeah. Mm. But, hold on, hold on. Are you saying you proper speaking? Or? Well, to them, sometimes. Oh, to them. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes, I, yeah. But see, for people who, who, who I'm comfortable around, you know, and I've worked with you, you've heard me be all country and, and yeah, that's why I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I know you, you country just yeah. as country as me. But you know, my, my son used to call me contretto, you know, country and ghetto. Oh my goodness. That is too funny. Yeah. But, but you know, Ooh. but when you, when you leave, like when you leave our area and you've gone to, uh, and I was in the Dallas Fort Worth area, which is where I am now. But you leave right. and you go back home, if you don't already have something established before you get there, then it's hard to actually get a position at home. Because like I said, it took me three months to get a job. I was so depressed because I'm like, I came back home thinking that, you know, I just slide right back into where I was because I left that particular um, establishment in 2005. And I figured when I got back in 2012, I would reapply. They would pull my information and I'll just go right back into the workforce. So, so when I worked with you, that was my first ever med third position. I mean, I had worked, my very first nursing job was um, pediatric gen. So that was kind of med third, but it was still specialized because right. you had peds patients that were mostly in the winter time, you know, they have the respiratory issues and then in the summer, um, we had the gen surgeries and um, and plastics. But I was right. over in Fairhope for my very first nursing job. And then right. I transitioned over to um, Spring Hill and started working postpartum, which is still, even though it's medical surgical, postpartum is still specialized for a, a certain demographic of people or patients. And then I um, did a cross over into labor and delivery. So then my most of my nursing career was labor and delivery anything around women's health and then when I went back to Alabama I worked that one year labor delivery I told my sister it was like taking a step back in 1972 and I just wasn't going to be able to do it oh my goodness that's too funny yeah okay then man I, hey, I didn't know all of that man that was some good information now well, hey I'm going to say this now when it comes to mobile I could be totally wrong I could be out of base hey, out, of, out of turn when I say this but you know, when, Say what? Good old boy. Go ahead. Good old boy. I would I would say it's almost like a a hub around mobile. Meaning 
if you're not in that circle, uh, working within those four hospitals that's in Mobile, I think it's hard to um to get a job. And then not only for that, even for the new nurses, even for the new nurses, it's mm-hmm. gonna be a, a small percentage of them when they graduate, they can uh, get a job. But those that um uh, they kind of hesitate, man, like the only job you probably can get is mid-search. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's truly old school when it comes to the nursing game. Unless you just know somebody, your mama go to church with somebody, or you and somebody in your family, hey, it's gonna be hard trying to get in. That's why I that's that's why I told everybody about hey, join the association, get to know folks way before you graduate. Don't wait till you graduate because you're gonna be you're gonna be left out in the cold. Mm-hmm. So and, and that, yeah, that's ahead. a good go point. Ahead. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But, you know, we didn't have any uh, mentors such as yourself to tell us things like that. Um, when I, I finished at Bishop in 2001, and you know the old saying, nurses eat their young. They um, do. What I, what I experienced with a lot of the nurses, and especially nurses of color um, in that area, when we would go in for clinical rotations, they were very protective of their information. Nobody was mm-hmm. trying to share what they knew with anybody, you know, I got mine, you got to get yours. And Ooh. yeah, and, and and so, you know, one one nurse that I um, worked with um, when I was a CNA, when I worked over at Rotary um, before it merged into Mobile Infirmary, and I can only remember one of the nurses, and um, her name is Shirley Harden. But I watched her and, and I kept thinking to myself, Whenever, if I ever go back to nursing school, you know, I want to be like her when I when I'm a nurse because she would say, "Come here, let me show you something. Come here, let me teach mm. you this." You know, y'all start with these patients, this mm-hmm. set, this group of patients, the independent patients, and then the standby assist patients. And by the time you finish with that, then we'll help you with the ones that are bed bound. And and the way she worked that, I'll never forget her. And she still works at um Rotary now, as far as I know, but. I told her that she was an influence on me that when I did go to nursing school, I always thought about the way she did with us CNAs. And that's how I tried to fashion myself. You know, I always like nursing students, when they come on the unit, I, yes, you know, we got some new blood up here. Come in, let me tell you some things. Let me show you some stuff, you know, because when we went back when I was in school, we went, they don't touch my chart. You know, don't put nothing on my patients. No, I don't want you taking care of my patients. And you ask the questions, and they didn't want to answer any questions. But if we don't share the knowledge that we know and how we came through it, then somebody's going to, you know, struggle and then be deterred from actually finishing. So I've also been a clinical instructor. I taught at Virginia College, too, when uh, right before you and I worked together. Uh, yeah, I, I've done a little bit uh, of, of everything. Things. Yeah, and that was before that's I had right. my master's degree. That you know, that's people don't understand that, but that's favor. And what I would tell students coming through is that what kept me kind of pushing through the nursing program, because like I said, I was just going to go until I flunked. And I kept think, saying to myself, "You're not the first to go through it in your situation. Won't be the last to go through it in your situation." And you're not alone. You don't have to teach yourself. And so that's what I kind of t- would tell people that are, you know, interested in nursing. Just if you keep that in mind, that whatever situation you have going on, you're not the first to go through it. It may not be exactly the same. You're not going to be the last, but you don't have to teach yourself. And you have people, and a lot of nursing schools now are getting to where they are trying to foster and empower students more versus just trying to see how many going to get to the end. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh man, let me. Let, hey, I'm gonna try to unpack some of this. What you said, man. You said a lot of, lot of, a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of people, older. I would say a lot of older people. I don't know about even the younger people. I would say I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna say age. I'm gonna say society. Mm-hmm. Once they, you know, the world kind of praises you once you get a degree. Uh, you get your nursing degree. We'll use that for instance. Once you get your nursing degree, people kind of praise you and stuff like that. And so it's almost to the point of people just trying to protect their status. They don't they don't really want to share and and and, and uh, get somebody else up to the same level as them. 
for some reason. I, I don't know why why is that. And, and especially in I would say in the black community, we have that that notion of um I got mine, you gotta get yours. We, we yeah. it's, it's it's rare for us to um really take time out for somebody else that's trying to make it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know, those that will be listening to this, um just take time out. Sometimes it, it's, it could be something small, maybe two minutes of your time. You might say one sentence and it might change the whole trajectory of somebody's life. Yeah. And not only they life, they might have some kids. And because you said something, they gave them some encouragement. They was able to graduate. Now they're able to put more food on them. They could buy more ham sandwiches for little Jody. You know, things of that nature. They go on feed on field trips. Hey, hey, somebody, somebody, hey. They got that extra forty, sixty dollars. That that way, the child can go and can go and uh and really enjoy themselves, man. You just never know that that one little sentence mm-hmm. can can be the difference between shoot failing and failing succeeding mm-hmm. in life. So, yeah. uh, whoever listening, hey, be give her encouraging words. It sometimes I ain't gonna I ain't gonna sit right here like I don't. I'm not negative. Sometimes I am negative. I'm I'm human just like anybody else. But mm-hmm. make sure you say something positive. Also. Right, right. And, you know, and I tell people, too, um, now, if you get in, now, we all know nursing has always been a very prestigious um, career choice. But if you're getting into nursing for the money, okay, yeah, that's good and great. But you have to have a caring spirit. So if you don't, if you don't truly care about people, I'm going to, and I tell like student nurses all the time coming through. You will, if you are in it for the right reason and you're in it to take care of people and to make a change, you will never be paid enough for what it is that you do from your heart, ever. You read about that. So, so yeah, we can make a good, we can make a good living or what have you from being a nurse, but right. you will never make what what it is that if you're doing it from your heart, you'll never. I mean, they can never pay you for that. Okay. You know. There's only one person that can can give you the ultimate reward for that. Okay. That's right. That's right. Now, hey, I want to okay, go yes, back. Sir. This was a uh, nursing thing you said, and I want to mm-hmm. I want you to say it again so it could be clear to everybody. You said one of the nurses came to you and we, while you was a CNA and said, "Go to what patient first? So that okay. So somebody else, somebody else might uh become a, a new brand new nurse. And they might get their assignment and they might not know who to go to first. So go ahead and explain that. Okay. So I worked at a um, a rehab hospital at the time and I was a CNA at the rehab hospital. So, you know, you have different levels of, of uh, our acuity levels of patients and you have some patients that are independent. So as a CNA on back then, we worked 7 to 3, 3 to 11, 11 to 7. So on the 3 to 11 shift, that's when all the baths happened because during the daytime they were in therapy. So, our, our, you know, our charge nurse said, start with those independent patients first, you know, give them their baths. Then you do the ones that are standby assist that you have to, you know, do a little bit and help a little bit. And then by the time you finish with that, we'll be done with our assessments and our meds and we can come help you with the ones that are total. So that showed to me that just because she was a nurse, she was a registered nurse, did not mean that she was above giving a patient a bath. I will always be, and that's what I tell um, patients and um, and staff all the time. I'm a servant first. I don't care about them credentials behind my name. I am a servant first. So if a patient needs to go to the bathroom, they need a bath, a cup of ice. I'm not going to call Becky down the hall. Can you come and give this patient a cup of ice? No, I'm going to go and I'm going to get the ice unless there's an emergency going on. Right. Then, then I'll designate that, you know, delegate that to somebody else to do. But I'm going to do that. That if you have the right team and the right heart, and you're doing this, they see you doing the work. They go, oh, I want to be a nurse like her. You know, I want to be like, be like, be like her when I, you know, when I finish nursing school. You know, right. yeah. I got you. I got you. So. Uh... Hey, that was that was a good one right there. I, I heard it and I was like, man, somebody need to hear that. Cause uh, yeah. when I first got to the floor, I shoot. No, nobody told me that. So I no. was like, man, um, let me get you to reiterate that. All right, uh, go ahead. I was go ahead. Say, but you know that's why you, when we worked together, you never saw me. You you rarely saw me at the nursing station. I was mm. always in my patient room somewhere doing something. Always right. in patient room. 
And, you know, people, and, and it's hard to be charged nurse and take care of seven patients, too, you know. But that's what we did. <laughs> we did it. Well, <laughs> and, 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 you know, and that was the part that if you, had, if you didn't know where I was, you could always find a patient room somewhere doing something. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. then. Being a service to others. I like the devil. Okay. Oh, yeah, we, we're service first. If you're a Christian, you're a servant first. I don't care. I don't care what your title is, what your role is. If you're a Christian, you're supposed to be a servant first. I'm just saying, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, tell people about the struggles that you went through while you was in nursing school. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. So I, I really struggled in two courses, and those were my last two courses of nursing school. And I went during a time where we had um, five years to complete the two-year program. It didn't matter how many times you flunked it, as long as you completed it within that five-year time, time frame. So okay. my two, my two um, problem classes were, um, was med-surge two and med-surge three because no one actually, nobody actually taught me how to get critical. You know, that critical thinking skill, you know, excuse me, prioritizing patients, um, looking at the information that's given um, and going from there. I, I was thinking more like a college student and not a nursing student. But, buddy, when I finally got it, because my instructor, Dr. Williams, on one time when we did these clinical scenarios, yeah, you know, Dr. Michael Williams, man, he was I a know, I know it. I know it. I know it's one black guy at Bishop State, and I was just, I, I'm assuming that's him. Yeah, let me tell you, uh, the, the heart, whoo, he's a beast with the heart. That okay. was his baby. Yeah, cardiology was his baby. So he would give us a clinical scenario, and our group would have to come together and come with the diagnosis and the, um, the treatment plan and what nursing things we have to do, and possibly what the doctor would, would probably do for the patient, what tests would be ordered, stuff like that. And so he gave us a scenario, and this was my... Um, I think this was my final semester, the second time taking me at third street. And so I gave it back. You know, I'm, I'm telling him everything that I think. Cause by this time, I've learned how to think like a nurse. You know, I've learned how to think holistically about the patient, everything. So I done laid it all out on the line. And he and he was good at asking, are you sure? You sure you know what you're talking about? I said, well, I should know something. I've been with you for a whole year. This is my second time in me at third street. So I should know what I'm talking about talking about and my answer was correct everything that i gave right. was correct but when we finished our class had merged with the new program where you had to maintain mm -hmm. a 75 right because our our program we had to maintain a 70 to pass we had five uh, years complete uh -huh. the two-year program and at the um beginning of that last semester in january of my last semester of nursing school in 2001 my dad died he had a massive heart mm. attack, and I was like, I can't do no more school. So when right. I had my when I had my 73.87 for my class, I'm dancing. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm right. done. And they said, oh, no, you have to maintain a 75. No, see, that's when that's when the lawyer inside of me came out. They got my contract. I, my, while my classmates were figuring I was going to get money for the next semester, and I come, I can't come back another I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. Now, y'all don't understand. My dad died. I can't do it. I'm done. I finally finished something for the first time in my life. I started something. I finished it. I'm not coming back another semester. I pulled out my paperwork. I went right. down my paperwork. I went to, I tried to go to the dean of nursing. They sent me to the assistant. I went to the assistant dean of nursing. There was only one person with me during this whole process. And I'm going I'm to connect you with her because I think she's an MP now. I, th I think she went on. She and I went to the assistant dean of nursing. After we couldn't get in well with her, we went to the dean right. of the school at Bishop State. He sent us back. <laughs> he sent us back to the dean of nursing. We still couldn't talk to the dean of nursing. We had to talk to the assistant dean of nursing. And she said, well, I'm sorry. This is what I said, no, no, in black and white right here. This is what it's facing. If you wanted me to be a part of this new program, you should have had me to sign a contract at the beginning mm. of the semester. But however, since you didn't have me sign a such said contract, I have graduated. Yeah. And um, nope, they weren't having it. So I went to the president of the school. Favor, favor, favor. It just so happened that at that time, um, the president's assistant, uh, what do they call them, administrative assistant, right. knew, my, knew my folk. 
was is related mm. to my folks, my people. And I had comprised this lovely letter of the steps I had gone through. Right. <laughs> and and my, my, my friend Jara and I, we had gone through and the people we had talked to on what dates and what time and blah, 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 blah. And she said, okay. She gave the letter to the president. The president called the dean of the school of nursing and she had to allow us to graduate. Wow. Fact stated. See, and that's, that's what's important about reading what's in black and white and mm. following protocol. And, that, and then that's one of the things like with new nurses and grads, you know, that's where I, I was listening to one of your podcasts on the way home this morning. And um, Dr. Thomas was talking about 50% of um, new graduate nurses will make a, a, a medication error. Right. And then the 80% of the employees don't trust their new new grads, their new nurses, right. nurses, and because they bypass processes and procedures and protocols. See, I'm going to read black and white, and whatever the process is or whatever the protocol protocol is, we're not going to bypass any of that because I love my nursing license in Texas and in Alabama, <laughs> and I'm going. Oh man! And so that that was the same thing that I did with nursing school, you know. And then right. when I finished the program at uh, <laughs> at University of Mobile in 2015, the day after I graduated, my son died. So I'm pretty much done with school, with college. Yeah. Right. And see, I started I started um, at the facility where you and I worked later that year because she remembered me from the program. Now, because he got sick at the very beginning of our last semester at University of Mobile, and right. um, but nobody knew because I'm not one of those people that you sure. gonna know what issues I have going on because I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be me wherever I am I am me. That, right. That's why you know I'm I'm not normal I'm not ever really being normal and I didn't fit in the mold of anything else. But during the time when I was finishing my bachelor's program, I was working full time at a psych hospital. I was teaching almost full-time at Virginia College, and then my son got sick, and I was, you know, finishing up my bachelor's program. So presentations when body present, but the instructor and myself, uh, I had to do my uh, head-to-toe assessment, and like the dean of the program at that time, she said, why didn't you tell me that you were going through all this? And I told her, I said, because I didn't want people to feel like I was using it as a crutch. Mm-hmm. Right. Feel sorry for me. That's right. just like when I. That's just like when I graduated. After everything was over, my sister, who is now the dean at the University of Mobile of Nurse, School of Nursing, came up to me and was talking to me after the program. And the dean sitting there looking, and she tells me she said, "This is my sister." And she looked and she said, "Your sister, mm. same mother, same father." My sister's like, "Yes." And I, she said, well, why didn't you tell me? I said, because her being my sister had nothing to do with my educational journey. That's I right. didn't get any special treatment. There, I tried to avoid that lady at all costs. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, I tried to avoid her in classes. I just tried to avoid being in her in her class and anybody knowing because you know people think that you get special treatment if they knew that that was your relative. Right. But we had, we had two different last names, so nobody knew. And mm. we're both adults. And right. buddy, I did not get any special treatment. No, 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 no. It would be a little note. Um, I know you can do better than this. Oh boy. With nothing. So that that was one of the you know the reasons why I was like, I'm just gonna go until I flunk out. And I guess I'm smarter than I thought I was, you know. <laughs> right. Good gracious. Well, that was a journey right there. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a journey. And now, so when she me- finished her when she I'm sorry, when she finished her um doctorate um in nursing. She looked at me that night when she graduated and she said, you will get your doctorate in nursing. I looked at her and said, you're right. I'm not interested. And I told her, I'm not interested in going back, you know, because what I experienced in nursing, you know, losing my dad and then losing my son, I told her, that's my truth that I have to live with. I know they have nothing to do with me going to school, but, you know, I kind of have a little PTSD from that. If I get any smarter, any more educated, who else gonna die? That that mm, you know, not logically thinking, but emotionally thinking. So right, right. I got you. Man, that's a lot to go through. Now yeah. let me uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, what what do you do now? What kind of nurse are you now? 
I'm a I'm a clipboard. Oh no, I shouldn't say that. I work <laughs> in case management. <laughs> I work in case management. So before okay. before I left that where we were, I think I I don't know why I did that. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. I worked Keep some going. night shifts with you, and then I ended up um, going to day shift. And okay. so you know during day shift they have bed huddle, mm-hmm. and um, the case managers come. That was about nine twenty nine thirty in the morning. So by the time they get up there, I know all seven of my patients' names, you know, what they have, what their diagnosis are. So I'm giving them reports as I'm making coffee or getting my stack together without looking at my paper. And so both of the case managers are looking at me going, have you thought about case management? And I was like, Mm. what is that? Because I had no idea. So one morning when we did bed huddle, they brought up their director. And so... Okay, I'm doing the same thing that I always do. I'm right. going through my report. I'm making coffee. I'm cleaning out the cabinets. I'm telling them about the patients. They want to know, um, like, for instance, um, a lab work. Because you remember one morning I was giving you a report, and I was telling you that, no, this patient ain't asking, right? Because, you know, we had to do rounds and give a report while we were right. rounding. And I'm like, no, he wasn't like this yesterday. He was discharged to go home. I'm like, no, he's not asking right. You know, that's one of the things about knowing your patients. Mm-hmm. I don't, we don't. I don't see that a lot now with like the newer nurses and where I I am now, I'm in case management, their ratio is uh, four to one. You know, we had seven and sometimes eight. The med service nurses. Hold on. You talking about Alabama? Oh, no, no, no. I'm in Texas. I'm sorry. I'm in in Dallas. I'm in Dallas. Yeah, you in Dallas. Area. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm like, oh. I know in Alabama, I think they still at seven, but uh, go ahead. Yeah, but I, and I, you know, and I share with the nurses that, yeah, we ratio of seven, seven to one and sometimes eight if you had a patient that was potentially discharged or had a low acuity level and you didn't have You're another right. nurse. I mean, you that's what you did. And and then you have to be charge nurse and have that patient load. So the charge right. nurses don't take patients there. They don't, yeah, they don't, they don't, take, them, they don't take them in some states. Yeah. Now have patients. Um, I was like, what? I don't be a charge nurse here, but I know I'm going to carry my clipboard and get my information. But I, I do discharge planning with patients and families. So right. same thing, you know, I know my patient, I try to learn my patient name and what's going on with them. So then when we have our physician meetings, then I am aware of what's going on with that patient, what kind of support system they have at home, um, you know, what their discharge plan is, where we are in that process. It is so many different areas of nursing. And that's what I tell nursing students because I did a little short stint, you know, being a clinical instructor for, it's now Coastal Community College. Right. It was, uh, what was it then? Uh, Alabama Southern? Uh, no, Alabama Fault Southern. State? No, uh, Alabama Southern up in Thomas, oh. Th- Thomasville. Yeah, Thomasville. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I did that when I had my associate's degree. Okay. That's the first time I did it. And I had been a nurse at that point in time Two years, three years, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I and I kind of got that one by word of mouth because you know my 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 sister was no longer able to do it, and she said, oh, "I have somebody." And so during that time from 2003 to I left the first time in 2005, I think I had no, no, no. It, it was in 2002, the beginning of 2002. I had like five positions. Wow. I worked full time in one. I worked. PRN, I maintained my PRN position over at Thomas Hospital. And then I worked every other Sunday at a um, pediatric clinic over in Fairhope, where they would open up on a Sunday afternoon for their patients to come in instead of going to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Um, I taught childbirth education and I taught infant CPR. So oh, I was doing, me. oh, no, no, no. I taught childbirth education and then I was doing clinicals for Alabama Southern at that time. And that was like those five positions at the beginning of 2002. And then the end of 2002, um, my oldest daughter, who's now 23, had cancer. So, and we had to do um, cancer treatment. We went to Memphis, to St. Jude's for her treatments for nine months. So Uh my nursing career had to stop. And when when I finished the prior year and I took my board, and I passed my board, I heard you talking about how you had to take it well. That's right. I had to take it three times. Lord help. But I, I, I took mine the first time, on the first time I passed, and I was sitting there, well, before I uh, got my results, I remember saying, okay, Lord, I only want 120-something courses. That's all I want. So right. 
it got to a point, it gave me a break. I had to get up. And I was like, what in the world are these? For? I don't remember any of this from nursing school. You know, I'm, that's what I'm thinking to myself. I don't remember any of this stuff. And so I'm talking to people because then people back then, they used to come over to Mobile from other cities to take it, you know, wherever they could get scheduled in. And we're all right. standing outside looking sun faced like a deer in the headlight, just like, what was that? So then That's we right. go back in and resume taking our test or what have you. It, it went past the number I said I wanted. I was like, Lord, no, nah, wait, hold on now. I said, I only want this minute and it's still going. And I got into a rhythm and a flow and it was like, okay, the questions were coming, coming to me and the knowledge was, you know, showing itself. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then the, 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 the test said, um, you may now as an exit. I was like, wait a minute, I need some more questions. Oh, I'm man. Like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not ready yet because, you know, then my mind was like into the right, phone. Gone. And so I think I ended up with like 180, something, I don't even remember, 180 something questions. So I get ready to leave. Well, I wasn't nervous going into the test. I didn't tell anybody when my, when my test did. But bear, when I finished taking that test and it shut down on me, I, I looked in the mirror. And I started crying. I said, I want my daddy. But, you know, my dad had died already. Right. And I'm like, right. I, I want my daddy. And then I looked at myself. I said, oh, well, he's not here. So you might as well just get out the building and just on and go on about your business. I couldn't read my list of things I needed to do. I wasn't nervous until after I finished, after I had actually wow. taken my test. But I passed it. Because when I went back to work, you know, that was when they would let you work on a temporary license. Right. Um, my, my boss comes out with this little cake. That said, you passed. And I'm just looking at the cake. I'm like, you know, or had already, I don't even remember. I'm like, I don't know. And she was like, you passed. And, I, and I'm telling her, I don't know. She said, Lydia, look at the cake. But she had already gotten my results. And I had How passed. She got your results before you. She got, it like, she got it like in three days because, you know, they have a process where they could use to go on and see if a person oh. passed. You actually receive yourself. That's right. They, yeah. You probably had to put in where you're going to be working at and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I got and, you. I got so, you. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I found out I passed my board. Wow. But, yeah, on the first time and then when my daughter was diagnosed with cancer, I was, because I kept saying, well, Lord, you know, I know I wasn't the smartest in the class and I kept taking them um, them tests. I would take a test every day and I wouldn't get the above a 66%. Every day is a 66 or 67%, 66, 67%. I'm like, right. I was not the smartest. I wasn't doing well on those practice tests. So I don't even know why you allowed me to pass. But then, like I said, when my daughter was diagnosed, it was like, it was revealed, you know, so you could already have your, your baseline established and deal with this mm-hmm. and then be able to come back to it. That's how I, that's how I received it. Um, right. I, then I didn't have to worry about going back and taking the test because I know I was not the smartest in the group of people that I, I was a C student. By the time I finished, like I said, that man third three, I had a 73.87 and I was out of there. <laughs> and I fought to get up out of there. That's right. So, you know, but that was some students that made, that made straight A's. And I'm, I'm like, I study well, so I don't understand how, you know, I even passed my boards on the first time because you know, you can't cheat on them. But right. I was like, Lord, I thank you. You know, that's, you know, you, you take care of fools and children. I'll fit up in that category somewhere. So. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, let me uh, ask you a question. Can you tell the people, what all do you do as a case manager? Uh, okay. Pertaining, yeah, pertaining to your daily duties. Okay. So um, my daily duties, I look at the census of, well, now I'm in a new role where I float because I had a designated unit. Um, up until January, um, I, my unit was the um, current COVID unit, and that, that posed a whole new challenge to what we do. But we get in the morning, and the first thing is look at the patients that could potentially discharge for that day. And depending on what unit you're on, you could have anywhere from 15 to 35 patients on that unit you need to look at. If you have authorization for the insurance for them to go to any post-acute um, level of care, and that be a skilled nursing facility, inpatient rehab, or LTAC, a long-term acute care hospital. So um, you get prepared for your morning by looking at your discharges. Then you look at the ones, the patients that you need to assess for that day. And then um, 
you get your you you just kind of get your 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 documents together for those patients that you need to see. Your main high risk patients are your um, unfunded patients or patients that don't have insurance or what some places call as self pay, and then those patients that have diagnosis that are considered high risk CHL. Now, now they call it heart failure, heart failure, um, COPD, um, sepsis, all those patients. So you kind of have to prioritize your day by looking at those patients, your high-risk patients, your unfunded patients, your Medicare patients, which you have plenty of. You do your assessments. You come back and put the data in. You get ready for um, your rounds with nursing to talk about the barrier to discharge. Um, and your barrier to discharge could be anything from they don't have the insurance to cover home IV antibiotics if they need it, or they don't have a home to go to. Um, they may be homeless or, you know, um, newly um, diagnosed um, dementia that now they can't return to their assisted living. You may have to send them to a skilled facility until they're better. Um, and then you're meeting with the physician. You have to get prepared for that as well and know what those barriers are for discharge for those patients and what you're doing as the case manager to work on that. So a lot of planning, a lot of discharge planning, you have to be well organized and and then know about your patients and in in your physician meeting it may not cover all 35 patients on your unit but it may cover a majority of those patients and you have to know what's going on okay okay yeah. then i don't know if i could do that one hey i have a hard enough time just remember um, what happened yesterday i i, I can't but, remember that much information but that but that's the thing about it is and out and i can't understand why how my brain works I can remember what's going on with these patients and say if this patient discharged last year and they were like a, a challenging discharge back, I can still remember who they are, who the who the daughter is, the son is. I got you. All right, I'm going to ask you, a, uh, this is a good question. This is the one that normally stump people. Five years from now, where you, where you see yourself doing? Or what do you see yourself doing? Oh, I don't know because <laughs> I um, try not to think about it that far. <laughs> Look, after you... The thing about it is, as, as you've gone through so much sometimes, you just basically try to live moment for moment, you know. I am trying to plan to maybe, you know, start going towards retirement, but I still have one in, in about to go to middle school. About to go where? Yeah. Middle school. Middle school, okay. Junior high. Yeah, that yeah. that's not too far away. I mean, that's five yeah, years. I, yeah, yeah, I'm almost, no, 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 I'm almost 50 and in the sixth grade, <laughs> I'm around. I, I, I'm not gonna be able to retire in five, but I'm I'm trying to get myself fashioned for you know getting situated and settled because I've moved back and forth from Alabama to Texas three different times. But once before I even became a nurse, and then twice since I've been a nurse because I stayed in Alabama for those seven years and I, I really struggled financially. And I told my mom, I said, you know, the thing about it is I know where I can go and, and make money. The things that I'm doing and get paid twice, almost twice as much that I'm, I'm making at home. Being at home, they always see me as, oh, oh, you Roy Lila girl. Or you, oh, you want to miss Sarah's daughter. Oh, you want to, um, one of my sisters, you know, you, you such a, such a, such a sister. Oh, you want them Barnes girls, you know, mm -hmm. out here, I'm Lydia. That's right. You know, and and I, what I what I share with people, especially my like I said, my sister, she's a nurse. She's been a nurse for years. But I told her, I said, it is amazing that I apply for a position, interview, and get accepted and employed at a place that nobody even knows me. Versus being at home, I've got to run all these circles for somebody to find out who you know, what um what you know, what people you with, what circle you in, and all of that stuff. One of my nursing positions that I got there when I worked at the psych hospital before I came over to where you and I were together, I name dropped. I was in school and they were the the, uh, the nurse charge nurse was asking me, you know, what school I was going to. That she saw that I was working on my bachelor's degree, da 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 da, and I told her, and she was like, oh, there's one instructor there. We all love her, blah da 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 blah blah blah. And I'm just sitting there going, mm hmm. And she said, I think her name was um was um. Miss Witherspoon, do you know her? Do you have her? You want to hear instructions? I was like, well, um, yeah, I, I know who that is. I said, actually, that's my sister. Oh my God, you know, and 
she introduced me to the director of nursing who had worked with my sister at the mental hospital. Do you remember Cersei Hospital? Yeah, I know where Cersei is. Well, she she retired from, my sister retired from Cersei, and this director of nursing had worked with my sister. Uh, and wow. they wanted me to meet her. I interviewed that morning, I think like 10 o'clock, on my way back across the bay. Right. At 1 o'clock, they called me and offered me the position. Boy, so the I had power. Uh, the other name, I said, I had the name drop. I, I I didn't bring you up, but she brought you up, and I just had to let them know that you were my sister. So hey, people do people do it all the time. Yeah, but that's how I got that one particular position. But I told her, you know, out here, they don't care that um you know Doctor Witherspoon is my sister. All they are concerned is that I'm Lydia. That's it. And wherever I am, I am who I am. That's it. Yeah. So man. All right, then. Well, hey, this has been a, a good um interview. I'd have learned a lot about you. The thing about it is if you're honest with people and just be yourself, you know, and that's what I tell nurses, like new nurses all the time, there's no way you can know everything. Right. If you have yourself open to learn something, you'll go pretty far in this life. You'll go pretty sure. far in this profession. But then it, it, being open to learn, you also have to be open to teach. And Come on now. You have Come to be, now. you know, because we want to have people, great people out here taking care of our families. And our families are, all, are not always blood. They're not always biological family. But you want to have great people out here taking care of them and paying attention to detail, the small details. You know, right. they, it's a lot of things that we don't really um, teach in nursing school because yeah, we have to go by the book. We have to teach them, blah, blah, blah. You know, they have to have this structured information. But I remember one of the first things that my, um, when you walk into a patient's room, you take a quick scan of the room, look at that patient from head to toe, look at everything in the room. That'll give you some kind of clue as to what's going on with the patient. Because nonverbal communication is, it, it can answer a lot of questions for you, you know. Um, right. but, but they don't really, you nurses are so tunnel vision. They, they focus on the task at hand and they're not really paying attention to the broader picture and the patient from head to toe. You miss a lot of things when you don't pay complete attention to the patient and things patients are saying are not saying to you. But, yes. you know, those are things, those are little, little gems that, you know, I try and tell the nurse because five minutes in with the, with the patient doing a, an assessment, I can tell the nurse who's been there already for five hours with the patient, more about the patient than they know. I Not enough five minutes. So, you know, you, you've got to, we've got to get back to the point where we're taking care of the person and not the diagnosis. That's correct. Most times we forget about mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. What's some uh, advice that you would give somebody that's looking to get into nursing? Hmm. It's not for the faint of heart. I mean, nope. it's not. Um, I don't know. I have so much advice to give. They they get tired of hearing me. But my my main thing is that you know you're not the first to go through it in your situation. You won't be the last, and you don't teach yourself. You know, ask mm -hmm. questions, speak up. You know, get somebody that you can talk to. I give mm -hmm. them my number too. Yeah, call me. You know, text mm -hmm. me. Yeah, right. I, you know, I, help somebody. Help pull somebody up when you're there. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, then. Well, hey, we're going to go ahead and try to wrap this up. Okay. Hey, um, first question. When you ride from Alabama to Texas, back to Dallas, Dallas, Texas, what's something that you put on to listen to music-wise? Who who you like to listen to? Well, I scan, so I'm, I'm listening to whatever catches my ear. It could oh, be country, okay. heavy metal, um, Christian. I, I really don't have one particular type that I, I love the most, but my new pastime now, since I since I drive, and you know it is a nine plus hour drive, is paternity court. Oh, okay. Yeah, I listen to those ridiculous stories on paternity court and be shaking my head. Mm -mm -mm. I'm so glad I'll have these. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, too fun. What you go on uh, on the website? I mean, uh, on the app and uh, listen to that on Facebook. Oh, on Facebook, gotcha. Yeah, See? I had changed my plan. Um. Um, last month, and then it gave me a warning that I had used all my data. I was like, "Oh wait a minute, I gotta go back to my other plan so I can have unlimited." <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I, I can't do that. Data. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta I gotta have that unlimited data. I'm always on my phone. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, but I, I listen. Now I, I listen to um uh, uh, just uh I, I listen to just a lot of different things. I'm gonna tell you here lately since you started the podcast, um I go between the podcast and paternity court. So okay, yeah, that okay. yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's some uh, activities that you like to do for fun? During this COVID pandemic, I'm gonna keep it clean. I'm reading. Reading? Oh no! How you gonna keep that clean? <laughs> what what um, was you gonna say? But you said enjoy doing. There are other things I enjoy doing, oh, but for, for for the podcast, I like um I, I during COVID I did a, um, a lot of reading. Um, <laughs> I did catch up on Bridgerton. I love that show. Um, <laughs> yes, I I even got Bridgerton party. And then, um, uh, yeah, but the other stuff, yeah, it's it's not for uh, public knowledge. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Hey, we're going to move on. I don't know what that was. <laughs> oh, man. Name one thing you would tell your younger self. Go for it. Go for it. Mm, live life. Go for That's it. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Don't listen and, and don't listen to what your family tells you because when I, oh, yeah. That's that's a uh, and and I'm not real good with quoting scriptures, but I do know a little oh, bit I about know, that. I know what scripture you gonna quote. I the already know. Go ahead. From the expectations of my um of my people, and so one, but deliver me from the expectations of my people. And I can't remember where it is. And mm. you know, when your people do a certain thing, and you fall into that, like me, first of all, getting married at 18 when I knew I wanted to go into the military, and um, you know, listen to my boyfriend at the time saying that he was going to take care of me and you know he didn't and then when I started going to college that was something that he didn't like and he told me if I left out the door don't come back well I had to go to work that went back you know just you know listening to my folks you you think that a lot of times your family knows I mean they do know things I'm I'm not going to discount that but what it is that you and what God has placed inside of you to do, you need to hold strongly to that and ask for his guidance to help you just go for it. Because mm. there are things that I probably could have, well, should have done listening to my people. Like when my daddy told me I was going to UAB my butt to business, I should have just went on the UAB because he didn't pay for my college. I had to figure out how to pay for that myself. But I didn't right. know. I didn't know right. any better. But, you know, yeah, I would say just go for it and don't listen to don't listen to your folks all the time. Yeah, some of them anyway. Yeah. I got you. Man, that's that's sound advice right there. All right, last one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you can name one nurse to be on our show, who who are who who would it be? Well, who I have four be? for you. You got four? Okay. I have, I, I, now you know I've been um, in a lot of different um, career fields fields in nursing, so I have. Mm-hmm. I have a um, a list, but right. um, one that I think that um, well, of course, I would want you to you know if if my sister had time to interview her, because right. like I said, she's the she's now the dean of nursing at the University of Mobile. Um, so that's one person that I will you know if had the time to interview. Another one would be like my nursing mother, which is um Dolores Dennis. I'm going to reach out to her because. I that may sound familiar. Oh, she, now she might be outside now because she tried to get me to travel back before I even finished nursing school in 2001. Okay. Um, now she's from our hometown and, and, and she would be what I consider my nursing because she took me to an interview in New Orleans before I even finished nursing school and they were ready to hire me in the ICU there. But I was scared. Instead of just going for it, Right. I was scared because it was like that, you know, that would be my first nursing job. I wasn't good. But if I had known then what I now, I would have just I would have done it. Right. And um and then she she's been she had been trying to get me to travel with her for years, but uh I'm gonna try and get her connected with you to to interview. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's all right. Yeah, give me give me all four of them. How about that? Oh yes, sir, yes, sir. Yeah, I I have a whole list folks for you that I've been thinking about, you know, since you started the podcast, is like, yeah, um, the lady that I said that inspired me as a nurse, Shirley Harden, um, she's at Mobile Infirmary, 
the one that I did my little challenge at graduation with, Dara Roberts. Um, I think like I think she's an MP now, and another friend of mine who's been a nurse for as I have been, Cassia Dyer. Dyer. Okay. Oh yeah. So yeah, but I ha- but I have quite a few. And then there's one more, one Ooh. more. Andrea Pritchett. She's Andrea from Fulton. She's from, from Fulton. Fulton. Oh yes, man. Yeah. yeah, she's working over in in, in New Orleans now. Oh. Yeah, she yeah. stepped out. Yeah, stepped out of her comfort zone. That's cool. That's yeah. cool right there. Yeah, get me connected with all of them. I, I wouldn't mind having them on and just uh, uh, talking and getting on the, the floor to where they can share their experiences. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine right there. That's all right. Well, hey, I would like to say uh, thank you for uh, taking time out. I'm so like... proud of you. Yeah. Whatever so... for you. I'm proud of you, Barry. I'm proud of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm going to tell you the truth. If somebody with a took a picture of me in 2016, 2017. I think in 20, at the end of 2016, that's when I got into the Vanderbilt operating room. If somebody would, hey, if somebody would have went back to my graduation day, see, you would have went on to Vanderbilt and worked in the operating room and you'll move out to California and you'll be doing well. I, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, because yeah, knowing you at during that time, you were, um, I, I felt like you were highly intelligent, but you just was a little lazy and discouraged. I, I was, it, uh, it was kind of hard to move into. Go ahead. It must not have been meant for me to throw up. I'm going to say it real quick. Uh, I said, when yeah. I met you, when we worked together, yeah, I felt like you were highly intelligent, but a little lazy and discouraged in the current setting that we were in. And oh. when you told me about what you were planning to do, it was like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Branch out. Don't be scared. Go. Go for it, yeah. yeah I'm glad um, that you did. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm glad. Um, uh, I was. I was given the opportunity to, cause most time, um, a lot of the nurses, especially in Mobile, or in a in a little small town, they most time they stay there. Most time they stay there, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I, I was just happy that um, I had got an idea to move. Uh, it wasn't an ideal situation. I mean, I had little ones. One yeah, year old, I know. I remember. Uh, yeah, two year, two year old, one year old. So I mean, it wasn't an ideal situation. But um, I just um uh, glad that um I was able to do that. I'm gonna go on and say the good Lord. He been blessing and smiling on me ever since. So I just uh okay. want to tell anybody, hey, just um uh, don't be scared to branch out like you said earlier. Go for it, and um uh, make everything else will work out. Yeah, yeah. God first, continue to give, I said, put God first and continue to give him the glory in all of it. You know what? Romans 8, 28. Look it up. Mm, that's right. That's right. Well, hey, we're going to go ahead and uh, conclude this uh, interview. I want to tell everybody to go on Spotify, or uh, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Hey, tune in, listen to the episode in its entirety, download it, and guess what? You are now locked in to the Understanding the Nursing Game. Oh, 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 oh,